0: You know, I was sitting here thinking about the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, the Congressional Black Caucus has been around since 1971 when it was formed. One of the founding members was the great Shirley Chisholm. Now, they've been in operation for about 47 years. And within 47 years, I haven't seen it, and many of you probably haven't seen it either. What do the Congressional Black Caucus do for African Americans? Every time I look up and I start seeing things with the Congressional Black Caucus, they do not have an agenda that's there for black people. You hear them talking about immigration. Listen, immigration is not the Congressional Black Caucus issue or the Congressional Black Caucus fight. That has nothing to do with that. What the Congressional Black Caucus should be coming out speaking about right now is Pamela Turner. And a lot of unarmed black people being killed. What they should be talking about is our unemployment rate constantly keep going up. Even at this time period, they're talking about everybody else's employment rate is going down, but black people is 6.7, while whites are 2.3 and Asians are 2.1. But and then black men, if you want to break it down with genders, are higher than anybody at 7.2% in the month of April. That's what they should be addressing. It should be addressing this wealth gap. They should be addressing, getting reparations. We have a congressional black caucus member by the name of Sheila Jackson Lee out of Houston. What did she say? Well, let's do HR 40 a study, but yet it's a shame that you have a Caucasian woman by the name of Marianne Williamson talking about trying to see what she can do on her site to do a policy for two to $500 billion. Now to what makes it sad is that's not her fight either. That should be the congressional black caucus, Kamala Harris. She's part of congressional black caucus. She said, well, we need to study it. So all y'all talking about studying some reparations, all the things that's going on with racism, you guys don't come out and speak up, but the congressional black caucus have signed bills to uh, promote the police, blue live matter laws, all these different things they have done. That's against black people. You're not addressing gentrification. You're not addressing anything. You've been there 47 years and you have not addressed anything. Now let me flip it to something. You have two women that just came in Congress by the name of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a woman that was a bartender working at in a waitress at a restaurant. Okay. She got with the justice Democrats. They put her up there. Then you have another woman, a Somali immigrant by the name of Ilhan Omar. She got in. Also, you had another woman by the name of Rashida Tlaib. She was an attorney prior to her being in Congress. She's up there. So you have these three women, but definitely the two of them, Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez. Okay. These women in one year have had more vocal ability to speak to people about the issues they feel that's important. They haven't backed down, especially Omar. She's challenging the status quo in this country. One thing you do not do is speak against or even question Israel or what they doing in their policies. You don't do that. And she has been standing up against them. She haven't backed down or anything. Cortez, she backs her up with it. Um, you know, Talib, now she's speaking up more than what she was before. So this is what I'm saying. These women coming to Congress in one year, have everybody mention their name. Y'all been there forty seven years in the black community don't even know who you guys are completely. It, you are in step with the banks you in step with big farmer you in step with everything you don't do nothing but try to clyburn all of them they all they want to do is sell out black folk It is sad that you sit up here and watch two women two young women come in and got more voice than you in one year than you've been there 47 years and you wonder why black people just sick of the process in this country you wonder why a lot of black people are sick of the Democratic Party you wonder why a lot of black people just don't even want to vote. Because we have so-called representation that's been there 47 years. And then when it was time for you to actually have a conversation with Donald J. Trump, you chose not to do it because of your feelings, man. It's like when you're not even caring about black people, you just want the vote from black people to get up there so you can make your little money, get your prestige, do everything that you normally like to do up there but you're not representing black folk? That's why I'm looking at all these different things that happen in society. I'm like, why did he even set it up that way? Where you need a representative. I think that if you got a true democracy, I think things need to be presented and then let the people vote on it because at least it's the true will of the people, because I don't think it's cool. You having a certain amount of people is what they think. It doesn't represent the group. It represents just what they think. Right. And so even with our situation, we got, constantly you hearing them saying uh immigration 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 what that got to do with african-americans nothing it do not and you may say well they got black people coming as immigrants yes they do but studies show black immigrants that come into this country are the most lawful immigrants that come in here they follow all the laws you do not have a bunch of illegal immigrants that are black because this country will not allow it Because when you come to this country, you got to follow the letter of the law, just like every last one of us do. They don't let us come in and just illegally and do whatever we want to do. They don't. So let's not even go there. The thing is, when we constantly, even politically, and I'm seeing this politically, you know, our congressional black caucus say, well, we say black and brown communities. But when I look at the Latino caucus, they don't say brown and black communities. They say brown. They say immigration, they look out for their people, which I don't have an issue with. They supposed to, but black people, we always saying, you know, black and brown doing it like, why, why are we doing that politically? Because politically everyone is fighting for their own space. We don't have a coalition like that because a coalition is something that's reciprocated. Like we fight for them. They fight for us. We don't have that. We do not have that. So, so I'm even seeing politically, that's not even the route we need to go. We don't need, we can't say black and brown no more. It's not that you're having hate for anybody. No, you don't have no hate. But the fact is politically, everybody's trying to get their piece of the pie and no one's in no coalition like that. And every time we look at this coalition, it's not, it haven't been, you know, reciprocated. And if you, if you could show me where it's been reciprocated, then I'll come on this podcast and I'll say, you know what? Hey, I was shown that it was, you know, definitely a back. I'm not talking about some individuals or individual activists or whatever who really believe in that. No, I'm talking about the norm, not, not the exceptions to the rule. So our congressional black caucus don't say much or nothing. They don't speak up. We just had Pamela Turner. Horrible, horrible, horrible. All the Congressional Black Caucus should be talking about Pamela Turner right now. You don't sit up here and have a a woman gunned down by the police like that. And all y'all not speaking up, do you think that the Jewish coalition will sit there and, and watch their people be gunned down and they don't all say anything? Heads a role. You don't think the Latino groups or the Asian groups or even other white people whatever will sit there and allow that to go on without some ruckus getting started? But as black folks, we have so-called representation and all people who speaks up as community activists. That's mostly it are black people in media and we talking about the new black media. We're not talking about the, the, the relics that's just kind of hanging up on the wall. Now we don't have our congressional black caucus. Even when we had a so-called black president, we was getting hell during the years of Obama. Every time you look up, we were getting slaughtered by the police and, and, and people getting turned up during the years of Obama. Let's call that what it is. When you talk about black lives matter and everybody was kind of on that. It was Obama's FBI that was harassing the leadership and different members of Black Lives Matter. It wasn't Trump's FBI that did this. It was Obama's FBI that came out with this black identity extremist. Think about it, because we remember when it came out and when it happened. It was, all this was started during the time of Barack Obama, and it came out during the presidency of Trump. But it was started way back when Obama was presidency. It was his his FBI. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't have no kind of help. We don't have no kind of backing when it comes to these so-called black politicians. You got black police doing the same thing, or even worse than the racist police are doing. We just had posted a video like that this week, you know. But you have Rashida Talib, you have Ilhan Omar, and Acacio Cortez being loud for for their people, being loud for their agenda. But these congressional black caucus, you now imagine if, 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 if other groups had that many people and they have the largest caucus at that, the largest, the largest. And they just, they lame duck. They don't do nothing, but they sign on the blue lives matter laws. That's what they sign on to. That should be the last thing they should be signing on to the way we have been treated by these race soldiers here in this country. But this is why we sick and tired. of them. this is why I feel that every last one of them need to go. All of them need to go. We need new leadership. New. Everybody new. Somebody new, young, fresh, as will come out the gate being no different than Cortez and Omar. That's how they have, that's how black people are supposed to be. We have more right to speak up that way due to the hundreds of years of way we've been treated in this country. We have every right to, to be speaking up, every right to be calling things out, calling out the wealth gap, calling out mass incarceration. Calling out the way we're discriminated in housing, discriminated in rental property, discrimination in the education system, racist teachers, school to prison pipeline. We got our children being brutalized by police and schools. We have so many things that we could be loud about and have that kind of representation. But you want to go along to get along. You don't want to make a, a, a mass feel any any sort of way. I'm talking about these black folks that's up there in Congressional Black Caucus. You're not worth crap. But, yeah, you want to come to people and vote? And then let me talk about Sheila Jackson Lee here for, for a minute. In, in in Houston, people are afraid to run against her, Sheila Jackson Lee. I say, what are well, everybody scared of her for? Her. Sheila Jackson Lee, if you run against her, and let's and say you lose or whatever, then she anything you try to do, she try to sabotage you. This is, not, this is a black woman will try to sabotage another black person just because they ran against her. Or if if you want to endorse the other person, she don't want to speak to you no more if if she knew you. She's very petty. She's very ugly. And a lot of people don't like Sheila Jackson Lee. A lot of people don't. Trust me, they don't. This woman here, she spends about close to a million dollars to run when she runs for Congress. I ain't got no problem if if I decided to do that, of course, to run against Sheila Jackson Lee. I would enjoy doing it. Because I, I I know things about what she do, and I know how to sit here and, and, and do a whole lot more, get in contact with the people than she do. Because the one thing she don't do, she run her campaign old school. She don't run it new school where everything has to be done online. I have a following. I can get to more people than she can. Very, very easy. She don't know how to deal with different demographics. You know, people come out and vote for her because a lot of times she just run it unopposed. That's what a lot of us, Sheila Jackson Lee, but I guarantee if I had to be in Congress, oh, you know my name, the world know my name because I'm going I'll be worse than Omar and Cortez because I'll be speaking up for my people. I'll be saying, wait a minute, they sent me up here. I'm I'm part of the Congressional Black Caucus now. I said, now nah, we're going to talk about black people. I don't want to hear all that immigration talk. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't care about what's going on with black people. We got black people homeless. We got black. Uh, that's all I'm going to be talking about the issues of our children. Forget that. Cause everybody else panders to their base, but we're the only one that don't pander to our base. No when black people send you up. you are supposed to fight for them. But yeah, this, this organization been in existence for 47 years and you got two or three women that's been more vocal in one year that they've been in Congress than a whole congressional black caucus. It's really sad. You wonder why we can't get nowhere politically in this country, whether it's from here in the United States or you talk about the continent of Africa, it's the same thing. Uh, they all want to sell us out. All of them. As long as they get, they, they, uh, bread buttered. They good. But the rest of us, no, we got to suffer. Forget that we got to get politically motivated. A lot of people are always saying about, you know, what are we going to do about it? Start running for Congress. That's what we can start doing about it. Start running for your local uh, city council, your school board. That's what we can do about it. Get politically motivated because you can't do nothing in this country without politics. Even if you go to Africa, you can't do nothing without politics. Politics affects you every single day. So we have to get involved. We got to get some brothers and sisters to run for judge. You know, all kinds of things, brothers and sisters who got a, who's great people to run for sheriff, to flood the police departments and actually get on those police departments and get rid of those racist the racist culture there. Don't become part of the culture, but get rid of it. But I mean, we, we got to do that because the thing is, if we don't do something politically and don't make some moves, like I said, we're done in this country. They're importing all these people from Central America to come in and, and they when they come in here, they come in here to get power. They're not coming here to be, to be uh, staying at the bottom. Y'all, y'all don't understand. And that's being done by design. And Frederick Douglass warned us about importing people, no matter where they come from, into this country, because it's not going to be too good for us at the end of the day because we are the slave class that they want us to be at. That's what pisses me off. We got racism and white supremacy against us. And we got our own people in high places against us, just because they're getting a few extra coins. No, we gotta do something about all this, brothers and sisters. And, and the first things first is the Congressional Black Caucus gotta go. Leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Advised Media Network Podcast. If you would like to send us some topics or maybe something you want us to respond to, if you're listening on anchor.fm, you can send a voice message. In our account and we'll listen to it and try to cover what you would like us to cover on a podcast. Also, if you're listening outside of Anchor.fm, maybe Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. You can email us a topic that you would like us or your situation at podcast at advice And that's the place you can email us and let us know what you like us to talk about. If you're listening outside of Anchor.fm. Also producing a podcast is something great. And we also would appreciate the monthly support as you support us monthly. It can help us continue to do our podcast more and more and more and dedicate time and resources to it. So if you're on anchor, you can click the support podcast and you could donate whatever amount you'd like to donate a month. Any amount is appreciated. Also, if you're listening outside of anchor, you can donate to us at paypal.me slash media network. Thank you for listening. See you next time.